a special Thanksgiving episode of the Nordies Podcast. We talk No Way Home trailer, Wheel of Time, and our holiday rewatch, Merry Rewatch, You Filthy Animals. So get your ugly, yellow, no good keister off my property before we pump your guts full of hot takes. One, two, ten. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys? Feeling good that we didn't have to have a therapy session in the sportscast. Yeah, it was kind of like more positive, which was nice. How are you? I'm great. It's Thanksgiving week. I'm thankful for you guys, and I'm thankful for our listeners. Sportscast was a lot of fun, so go back and check that out. It's always fun when we get to take a victory lap on our... All the way through Wisconsin. Yeah, our irresponsible (laughs) neighbors to the east, Wisconsin. Yeah, Yeah. The victory lap through Milwaukee and back feels yeah, really good. It does. So go check that out. It was a lot of fun talking about the Vikings' big win, the Wolves, and uh, a lot more. So go check that episode out. Otherwise, um, guys, give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordeast Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcasts from and get the Nordeast Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Hell yeah. What a deal. It's a great deal. It's a holiday special. It is a holiday special. So Well, we'll be talking financials you know through the end of the year about what we're gonna well we get the shareholder meeting and we do need to secure a 70 percent vote yeah in do you order think to keep that, it free but do you think that we this are working is good, on a back channel deal okay this succession again yeah is this is this uh, a good time to drop our black friday special Ooh, i mean i think it's probably no better time black friday this year um you get the nordies podcast free every week oh okay nice Pretty simple for Black Friday through the end of the year. I, I like think. how people yeah. can really understand it. You know, it's not too complicated. It's just you know free. If you buy 2021 of the Nordies podcast for free, you get 2022. Oh, I heard 2022 is going to be a big year. The only <laughs> the only downside is, <clears throat> you know, we we're kind of following the retail trend. We will be closed on Thanksgiving. Yeah, so we won't we won't be potting on Thursday. But you guys will probably be listening to this when you're trying to avoid your family members, um, or uh, when you forgot your take. When you're like, fuck, Wheel of Time. Oh, shit. I, I Tell know Uncle had a good Dave take. we say hi and to relax. Yeah. And, dude, it's only 11 a.m. Put down the whiskey. You can have it at 2 p.m. Yeah. 2 yeah. p.m. for Dave. Absolutely. Yeah. And, guys, just, again, no politics at the at the Thanksgiving table this year. Yeah. It's not worth it. When politics has turned into entertainment and, and uh, conspiracy theories, it's not the year. No MTGs to... or AOCs yeah. allowed. Nope. None. None of it. But Joe Biden is probably putting nanobot technology in your body. So, well, he's a robot himself. He himself is probably. You a probably robot. should talk about that. That just, people need to know. No, just kidding. When that, that comes, that's up, just a fact. When that comes up, Joe Biden is actually a robot. Says your aunt uh, who loves Facebook. Uh, you need to pivot to the Nordies podcast. Yeah, and pivot to our episode here where we have say lots the Nordies podcast said that's not even possible because if he was a robot, they'd charge his batteries more. <laughs> couldn't be possible they would program him away from cuddling <laughs> all right guys it's time for us to start the episode and we have to do it with our good friends to the north at junkyard in moorhead and we are drinking grandpa bill's pills the dry hop pilsner style lager what do you guys think i actually think it's really good super super nice pills i like it i mean how much was this like 12 13 bucks for the four? It was like 10 or 11 bucks for this one See, now this mm-hmm. is a nice second four-pack. I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have thought that Junkyard, of all places, would be coming out with hot second four-packs. Yeah, good prices. Yeah. They, they didn't go so wild. I think they had like um, an IPA that we had in our last episode, Galactic Falconer. They had like a retro ski suit or something, which was like a New England-style IPA. Mm-hmm. And then they had this one, the Pills, and then they had like a German-style beer. So that was kind of weird for a place that's like so out there with their beers for them to go co- kind of so safe with their staples. But it was just fun seeing Junkyard in cans. The, the, the first time you're going to can... But the price is reflected, so... The first time you're going to can your beers, you're not putting your best product in there in case something goes wrong. Yeah. So this you're is like shit a, you know you can nail. and yeah. yeah. Well, I'm happy about it. I will be looking for these. Yeah, good stuff. So, guys, it is time for us to start Do We Care. And we have to start with uh, the Spider-Man trailer that dropped. Huge. Spider-Man No Way Home trailer... I, this movie is one that's like sneaking up on me. It's like coming out soon, right? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Is it December? I think it it's must in be. December. Yeah. Well, and if we were actually organized. It's like mid-December. 
<clears throat> if we knew what crazy. we were doing on a podcast, we would have had this so information. So I, I mean, I loved this trailer. The internet went fucking wild. And it's then out after, December seventeenth, after I watched it, I kind of had one of those like didn't need to really see all that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't need to see the Green Goblin yet. I didn't need to see. I didn't need to know that like you know Lizard is in it and Sandman is in it. You know, like that could have been a surprise for me. And but, Jamie Fox. Right, exactly. Yeah. But and, unfortunately, I saw it. Um, but I'm psyched, obviously. I mean, I, you know, I'm going to watch this anyways. I mean, but I thought the, it looked really good. Maybe the casting news is already out. Yeah. So, like, there wasn't a ton the they could do to hide. The plot point that I think was actually, I was excited to hear, was that it wasn't Doctor Strange that fucked up and, like, opened the multiverse, which would have been kind of been consistent with character. He's so careful, right? Like, that's his thing. He knows what he's dealing with. He's very good, you know, uh, what is it? Sorcerer, Sorcerer Supreme yeah. as that role. It was, like... Unfortunately, he taught enough things to to Peter Parker. Peter Parker to go fuck it up himself. So that's that's kind of important. Uh, that makes a lot more sense. I think that it's hard though um, when we know that these characters are going to be in the movie. It's just like six months ago, we were probably like Jamie Fox is returning to Spider Man, yeah. and then we're like, it's bullshit that we saw that fucking Jamie Fox is in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> like it's just, it, and the funny point, thing is, we know Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in it, and they're nowhere to be found in the trailer, but. Come on. It's going to be could've. fun they when they show up there. still. Yeah. It's just, it's so impossible. With, they need like, to be in it because there's so many villains. There's just like, it would be silly for him to take, you know, for one Peter Parker to take on what, essentially like six villains now. And they're taking, um, and they, they are, you know, using the comic books. They're using the story and they're using a story we already kind of saw into the, what was it? Um, into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. You know, is this going to be their their version of that story, I think. And so that's fine. I think it's exciting. And it's like, it's impossible for them to tell these stories because like comic book nerds have already read these comics. So it's right. like, the, nothing is a secret here. It's just like how well they can they can do it and how well they can still and surprise you. And what things you. they change. And, yeah, yeah, what can they change? And- who can they throw in there? Who? What can they, you know, like they can still do it, but like the source material is there and everyone has a cell phone and everyone has a way of of telling you who's going to be in something and oh look at who we spotted in this at this airport mm-hmm. you know it's just like we live in that age where it's like a little harder to keep a secret on a show or a movie that's why like it was so insane when game of thrones there was like no leaks yeah well it's in you know the remote scotland is kind of easier to protect than whatever <laughs> so i i'm really excited about this well they uncovered gendry at the airport did they really? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. When you knew Gendry was going to be back. For oh, season God. seven. What a payoff Gendry was. Oh, wait. No, they didn't do anything with yeah. him at all. They forgot about him. That was so <laughs> He cool. went on the little mission. That was so dumb. To bring the mission back the was white... great. The mission was so stupid. The mission was so cool because it got you that big fight scene where they were like yeah. stuck on the pond. That was so dumb. Okay. No, anyway. Oh, no. Anyway. Anyways, guys, I'm really excited about this. I think that... Um, wait. And just to confirm to the listeners... You watched the trailer. I did. I don't watch trailers. We know that's like part of my shtick here. Um, but I do try to watch like the biggest trailers, and this is definitely one of them. Um, I think that uh, Tom Holland is, I don't know, like one of the most likable people in the world. Yeah. And a great actor. I think his character is awesome. I think this Spider-Man, everyone loves Spider-Man, um, but he's doing it better than anyone ever has. I like Doctor Strange. I know people are really hard on him, but like Benedict Cumberbatch is like one of those guys who's like also a really serious actor who's like in the MCU, like tearing it up there too. Um, I am fully expecting this to be like a top five or six Marvel movie. So quick thought. I know we have to move on, but here, this may be a movie that we thoroughly enjoy, but like a few years later, we're going to look back and be like, this is sort of when they jumped the shark a little bit. Like I mean, they, they to are giving us everything. Yeah. There used to be a time when it's like, gosh, we like a we like a movie that has maybe one, maybe a secondary villain. You know, they try to get three or four, like Spider-Man 3, right? They really, that's when they start to go, you know, too much. And I don't think they're going to fall into the same traps that those kind of old, you know, movies that were not as well produced fell into. Where do they go from here, man? What what's Spider-Man 4 look like when this is Spider-Man 3? Uh, you know, he's already been in space, so you can't even do that cliche. Um, I don't know. It's just going to be a turning point, I think. Well, Hopefully was, it's a good thing. Was Spider-Man 2 that good? Spider-Man 2 was excellent. That was Doc Ock. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I meant Tom Holland's second Spider-Man, Far From Home. Oh, I didn't... Yeah, I didn't love it, to be honest. So I didn't mean... So, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean Spider-Man 2. That's yes. a bad terminology I just went, by me. For, yes. But Tom Holland's second Spider-Man, Far From Home... It's not super rewatchable. It's just okay. Yeah, that's a good point. The Jake so Gyllenhaal. They might as well try something. I I do. I'm swing for the way fences. more excited yeah. for this one than I was for the last one. So I'm sure it'll be great. Um, I just don't know what they do with 
with you know the future of the franchise or just it's going to change marvel in general but yeah i'm excited okay well we also got another big trailer and that was for don't look up yeah so this is uh adam mckay who has done a lot of great like his directorial resume is very bizarre Mm -hmm. from like uh, what what's the one uh, Anchorman? Yeah, he made like early Will Ferrell movies essentially. Yeah, to The Big Short, which is just a phenomenal movie, and now he's doing another like. So the the premise of this is that there's an asteroid headed for Earth, and there's a handful of people slash scientists. I don't know what their professions are from the trailer. Are trying to convince the world and news folks that this is actually happening and here's the data that mm-hmm. shows it and they're all just like laughing and they don't ig- ignore don't take it seriously yeah just don't take like, it seriously ignore them a big global warming type of you know analogy yeah so I, it looks great i mean it looks funny it looks riveting huge cast great adam mckay can get anybody he wants to work with him. well because then they, they only have to work for like a week yeah, I mean, they have, it's they like, have like ten minutes of scenes. Cast. Yeah, it's like Jonah Hill and Leo and uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Meryl Streep. Oh God, yeah. I mean, I mean the list goes on and on. Yeah. So, um, and also some regulars. For... And is it coming to Netflix? Yes, it's a Netflix movie. Okay, all right. Um, should be one of those ones that like just happens to be on Netflix and isn't like a reason to think it's going to suck. Yeah, because those agree. do come around, right? Yep. Where you're like, nope, this one just happens to Netflix happens to have paid for it, but it's. You know, should be a theater movie, no difference. So, yeah, I'm excited about I this one. I think this one, I care about this one. I think it's going to be good. Don't look up. Don't Hell look yeah. up. Coming up, like, a few weeks. If it's anything like The Big Short, I'm so in. You just got to watch all the Adam McKay things until he misses on, like, three straight, because he's unbelievable. Yeah, he's doing well. All right, guys, this one I'm really excited about. We found out that there is going to be a Reno 911 reunion movie and it's going to be called The Hunt for QAnon. I don't know if any bullshit movie on a streaming service like Paramount Plus could get me more excited than this one is going to. I love Reno 911. I think it's great. I think Very it's like, underrated, right? Oh, I Completely think it's agree. one of the most underrated comedies ever. Um, every character's great. Jim Dangle is like a national treasure. And I even liked the stupid movie when they went to Miami. It was fantastic. It was so funny. I watched it like like three weeks ago. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I honestly did. Where was it? I don't know. On some stupid streaming site. Dude, when oh, the two, when uh, Terry and I Dangle. forget the, no, the uh, the two uh, female Terry. cops went up to Terry and they're like, yeah. We're, we need to talk to you about lewd behavior. And he's like, yeah. are you saying lewd or lube? <laughs> lube. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the part where where um, I can't think of her name. Trudy. Trudy. Is yeah. like begging Dangle to have sex with her. And she's like, come on, just a pity fuck. And he drinks an entire bottle of whiskey. <laughs> Throws it down. That was the hotel room, right? Yeah. yeah. And then, the... then they, it's like the sexiest people having sex. And like, it's like this, like, just like pornographic scene but it's and like then, a silhouette right through the curtain no you're seeing oh. their bodies like really close up and they're like pressed against each other and like and then they look at the camera and it's two random people <laughs> the camera backs up they're like hey what are you doing the camera backs up and goes over to the next window where his hand is between her legs and his watch is caught on her pubes <laughs> <laughs> It's literally an all-timer to me. So Brilliant. I love it. I can't wait. This movie will probably be fucking terrible. And I you am will love so it. happy that it's coming When is it out. coming out? I think I gave you the date. Was it? It's coming out December 23rd. Okay. Oh, Christmas, baby. What it's a Christmas, Christmas present. Yeah. I'm going to watch it with my kids. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> All right. Um, Ryan. Yeah. We're going to get into this later, so we're not going to spend a lot of time on it now. But your favorite show currently, Arcane, is renewed for season two. I think it's a great sign. What a sleeper. It's when you know it's been. a good show when they renew it before the, you know, the masses have seen it completely. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's only building. Um, but right now it's already like and we'll talk about, you know, other stuff with this, but um, second most popular show after Squid Game. Insane. So, hell yeah. And people are really getting into it. They've there's another article that was talking about how, you know, Riot Games wants to use this as like a, a jumping off point platform, what have you, to do other shows about other games and things. So I don't know what this that might would be include. the only good. And I don't even know any part of the video game adaptation part. Don't even care. Um, but it's like the best video game adaptation of all time already. Easily. As far, I mean, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so yeah, I'm into it. And we'll talk about, you know, this season shortly. But yeah, cool that it's already going to get 
we're going to get more. And all I want is more from the universe. I want more in the art style. Same. If anything, it just looks amazing. It's done very well. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, next up, Ridley Scott. Not sure if he's washed up, but he's gonna. We're gonna find out because no, he confirmed so. that there's gonna be a live action Blade Runner TV show. Dude, the last duel or whatever, people really loved it. Like, I think he's fine. He's good. Um, yeah. So we're gonna get. So I think it was already confirmed, and we don't know much about it. But FX is doing an Aliens. Alien so it's got to be on FX then, right? I would guess so, but I don't think it's sold yet because it's just now in pre-production. Um, so yeah, what's it, so what, what's this one? No, it's a Gladiator prequel. What did I say it was? Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Oh yeah, Blade Runner prequel. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I think it should be good. I don't know. I mean, it's like a classic, classic sci-fi movie. They've, they're already doing an animated show, which is coming out soon on Netflix. So this might be on Netflix too. Um, and then I... You know, I kind of go back and forth on the Denis Villeneuve movie. Like, why haven't I tried to watch it more than one time? Like, I really enjoyed it, Ryan. We saw it in the theaters, and I left really loving it. Haven't been drawn to, to even try to get like through it again. it's like so long. It's very, very long, long, and I know it's kind of dry. So I don't know. I've watched it like 10 times. Since All right. Then. I know you love it, which I I, I do uh, take that into consideration. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this. More excited for the Alien one, though. It's, for not, sure. for, it's not for everybody. Yeah. And that's for that's for sure. Maybe the TV show will be a little bit more universally palatable. Oh, I'm sure I'll watch three the hour long shit epic. out of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm into it. All right, guys. Next up, Jonah Hill is uh, going to play Jerry Garcia, the famous singer and songwriter from The Grateful Dead in an upcoming Martin Scorsese. I think he's just using this as an excuse to put the weight back on. Yeah. So he can look a little pudgy like uh, old Cherry Garcia. Old Jerry. I am... He's very into body positivity. I really like like Jonah Hill. I do. For sure. I think everyone does. And I trust that Martin Scorsese is going to make a great film. I just don't know if this is a topic that interests me all that much. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm curious to see where it goes. I'm, I'm hoping it's good. I don't know if like music movies, like... It's not a documentary. It's like a movie based on someone's life. Yeah. I'm not sure if I ever really love those. I used to. I feel like I used to get excited about those, and now I don't care as much. Like, like I used to watch like The Doors. That was a great movie with Van Val, Val Van, Kilmer. Va, yeah, Val Kilmer, and I just was like, it's a great movie. This is the greatest shit. You know, I just thought it was so cool. <laughs> Almost Famous, which I guess isn't a true. Great. It's like a biopic. But I'm so glad you're just you're just hitting everyone's wheelhouse. Well, yeah, Bo- but I mean, like Bohemian Rhapsody was great. That was fine. I'm glad I watched it once. Um, I tried to watch the Elton John one. I didn't watch Rocket Man. That was okay. It was not as good as the other one. Um, yeah, I'm gonna watch this. I'm actually kind of excited because it's it's like you know one of the most famous groups that I don't know that much about. Like I know their songs. I'm not a big Deadhead guy. I've never seen them. I don't wouldn't plan to even if they're trying to you know come up with a tour. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, dude, I love Jonah Hill. Scorsese can't miss. So I'm sure I'll watch it. Yeah, I'm excited. I care. I do not care. Don't care. I'm. I'm. You in should the care same... about any Scorsese, right? Or just you don't. You don't. Even I didn't watch the Irish fucking rules. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Don't worry. I watched it for the pod. For the pod. You didn't hype it up too much. So I, I didn't. Wasn't, I wasn't. I did not. Super was, pumped. Yeah, it's kind of boring. Okay. Well, guys. Next up, a big trailer dropped, and that was uh, Hulu is Pam and Tommy trailer. Dude, this I'm... is going to be a big deal, right? I think this is going to be a big deal. I think this is going to be one of those shows that everybody starts talking about and then starts watching. Wait, is it a show or a movie? It's a show. It's okay. a series. And it's got Sebastian Stan looking very much like Tommy. And then it's got Lily James, who's like this beautiful, usually brunette and very kind of skinny and petite actress. Harry's mom. Yeah. Okay. That is um, going to play uh, Pamela, you know, Pamela Anderson. So... She looks perfect, though, and sounds perfect. And then you got, like, Seth Rogen in it and a bunch of other just banger actors. I'm, like, really excited. I think that this is going to definitely get some nominations for, you know, supporting actors in comedy. It's going to be a big deal. It's coming out, I think, February 2nd. So, dude, this is a Hulu show, right? Are we going to be living in a world where Sebastian Stan is nominated for an Emmy? Hell yeah, dude. He can act. I'm just we'll saying see. that would be wild. Yeah, um, I think so. I'm excited for it. Uh, just be on the lookout for this show to be like all of a sudden people are talking about it. I think I can't wait. But one show I'm a little hesitant about, Jim. You're gonna have to sell me on this. Oh, really? Is the After Party, which is coming to Apple Plus? Um, so I the only thing I can sell you on it about is that they are t- attempting to make a show that that banks on the success of Search Party, right? Which is like which is one, one of the best favorites. shows of the last few years. So they grab this big comedic cast. It's Apple TV. Plus, and they don't know how to produce 
TV yet. So that's the only thing I'm a little nervous about. But the cast is crazy. If I can pull it up, I will um, while I'm talking about it. But um, it's coming out in the spring. It's like, let me see if I can just grab it here. Um, well, in like the meantime, while you're looking yeah. at that, I'm the only the reason I'm he- the only reason I'm hesitant is I don't think other than Ted Lasso, Apple Plus has put out a quality product. Um, yeah, I mean that's been been their big thing, right? I guess people love the morning show. I didn't get it's into only it. Okay, it's I fine. tried to watch it. So okay, so number one, we got you know Chris Miller and Phil Lord. So Lord and Miller have done all these amazing big hits. They did all the Lego movies and so much more, right? Fired by Disney for <laughs> famously their solo, yeah, famously, right? Um, so this has Tiffany Haddish, Sam Richardson, Ben Schwartz, uh, Alana Glazer, Dave Franco. It's going to come out on January twenty eighth on Apple TV Plus. So. I hope that it captures even three quarters of the fun and magic of Search Party, in which case I will watch it and like it, kind of like Murders in the Building. Um, yeah. So I'm I think this so. is just something that we should keep on the radar. I think this is like sneaky. I know you said this a few weeks ago, but this is like the sneaky new thing that everyone's trying to make, but well, not everyone has seen yet. Every I know. No one's even... Like not no one even understands seen. what's going on, but I feel like every show is trying to like emulate these ones. That well, are Search like, Party just announced their last season, right? So ugh. they're done with, and every single like streaming service has like one or two of these in pre-production. There's going to be a vacuum oh, for yeah, that space, absolutely. Yeah. And dude, it's it capitalizes on the average person's interest in crime stories, but not like mayor of east town right yeah, which yeah. has its own place and that's fine and they'll always make those they've always diff- made those very different shows this is yeah. like a comedy that also tries to solve a crime um it's like i think the clue the, but trying to be more grounded a little well, bit and presented seriously but comedic but comedic and then yeah. because then you get to have like these comedic actors also take a turn to try to make to have some serious moments you know some actual drama in there but mostly I, just like hilarious actors i think that what's happened is like we've watched 10,000 FBI, CIA, police shows and movies. And yeah. the new thing is like n- normal people trying if, to solve a crime yeah. or a mystery that no but one really... they're instantly more likable because they're not police officers, yeah, which like, isn't very hot right now. It's like, it's like everyone wants to watch normal, flawed people try to solve a crime or a mystery that no one else really cares about. Right. And then you get the whole thing of like, were they involved or not? Are they too close yeah. to it? You yeah. know, how do they know that? So, yeah, it's it's been fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to this one. It's just the next in line. All right. Speaking of uh, type of thing that everyone's trying to make, Tiger King season two drops this week. Couldn't care less. You guys don't care. I don't think I care. I mean, would you it, even turn it on? I will turn it on if like if like one person tells me it's great. <laughs> yeah, I won't be that person. If I watched one person uh, tells half me. of the first episode and it was very much let's go around and catch up with each person and see how big of a deal they think they are now. Um, which has been which has been kind of annoying. So, so why, honestly, I might not watch more than this first half of one episode. Okay. Well, here's my thing. Why don't they just um, use their talents to dive into another one of these stories? Wouldn't that be way better? I think that they that this I think that do. this group found something that was so gross and so low that most producers didn't want to touch it. When and I think- they dove full into it. And they're not gonna just find this everywhere, right? I mean, this is a very strange story. They knew it would be. Well, Joe Exotic ended up in jail. I don't think anybody that's like, I'm just like, they're doing like Panther trading. Right. Is not going to like open up their doors to this documentary crew that. Yeah, that's a good point. Right. So I I can't imagine. I I think that Netflix just offered them a deal and they didn't have anything else on the burner. They're like, yeah, we'll make it. We'll make season two. I don't care. Um, I don't like most of the people that were in the first episode of Tiger King or sorry, first season of Tiger King. Um, you know, Doc Antle with his like, oh yeah, the young girls love to come here and we train them and train them and chain them, you know, or it was just like, oh man, it's oh, a cult. Um, Jeff was weird, the, the whole thing. And I also think that they sh- kind of struck lightning in a bottle a little bit with the with, timing, with the timing, with the pandemic. I don't the think- first scene of the, ne- of season one or season two, episode one is like, the pandemic strikes and they're showing like everyone is starts watching the show and it becomes this big thing. It's like, all right, you've already gone like full meta on it. Yeah. It's yeah. probably over. I, I, there won't be a season three. No. I wouldn't think, I hope not. So this is probably 
pretty much a skip, would be my guess. It, hey, I'll probably, if I watch more, I promise I'll let you guys know. All right. And then finally, this week, dropping on Disney Plus. Feels like it's been a while since we've had a Disney Plus show to really look forward to. I know. This is Hawkeye. It, it, to me, Hawkeye looks like the latest of the Disney Plus Marvel shows, which have been a resounding success mm-hmm. so far. I heard it's got, it's going to be good. It's but it's also reviews. like, it looks like their version of like, um, uh, gosh, what's that movie? Die Hard. Because it's action, action, it's Christmas, Christmas. That's it. It feels like it feels like feels <laughs> that's, like they're feels like they're making Die Hard the TV show with Marvel. Yeah, which would be perfect. By Dude, the way, I love Haley Steinfeld. I think she's an absolute superstar. Uh, I'm excited to see her. I'm guarantee she's gonna crack you guys up. You're gonna like her. Um, Renner, meh, he's fine. I bet I bet we're gonna like him in this maybe more than most things we've seen him in. Probably better you know how this goes eric i mean they take characters you don't care about or actors that you don't care about and then they turn them into someone you do yeah yeah i can't yeah. wait can't wait i'm excited six episodes pretty quick um probably gonna be a pretty tight story with like good pacing i'm excited man i'm gonna watch right away wednesday i've done a bad job of do i care or do you guys care i care about this a lot uh, we, we keep up on it okay and we definitely all <laughs> care i mean this is this is a show that we've been anticipating like Every other one that's been announced for a long time. Um, I'm psyched, dude. I'm actually like, I think this is going to be one of the winners. And some of them kind of go without saying. Like, do we need to enunciate that we care about the Spider-Man trailer? Like, I think that... Yeah, we lied with it. Um, I mean, we care. Um, The other thing I wanted to throw out quickly is my Hawkeye statistic. Ooh, yes. Apparently, Hawkeye... I'm making this up, but I think I'm pretty close on the numbers. The Avengers are 6-0 and in fights where... Hawkeye is on their side and they're like oh and five in fights where it's against him or he's not included he's not there yeah so he's the glue guy and we need to give him some more respect Pr- pretty telling Just statistic he's, you know some people shoot lightning out of their fucking hammer and then some people shoot arrows just regular arrows but um you know arrow guys you can do a lot of cool fun stuff with that like sometimes like the action from Captain America or Hawkeye or Black Widow, somebody that like lives in the real world and just has to kind of use tools can be more exciting to watch than Vision who floats and you can't shoot him because he goes ghost and then he shoots a fucking laser beam out of his forehead. Like that's kind of boring. Like Captain Marvel, kind of boring. And then paralyzes one of the only characters of color. (laughs) (laughs) He did that. Well, he's of color. He's red. He's red, purple, and green. I'd say he's pretty colorful. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, uh, guys, here we go. Hot Rex and Hot Rex. We're going to start with one of the big drops. You guys both watched the beginning of Wheel of Time. What would you guys think? Huge. Huge. So much money went into this. Oh, my God. I think, actually, Jeff Bezos actually even cares about this a little bit, even. I think I so. think he actually even noticed how much they spent on it. That's how much it was. <laughs> Like, he well, actually was like, well, I'm, I'm going to make sure my rocket launches, and I'm also going to make sure that someone likes uh, Wheel of Time. Maybe but maybe when you com- uh, combine Lord of the Rings and Wheel of Time, he noticed. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if you separate them out, it's an accounting error. He probably... <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so what did you think, Ryan? I mean, so they, they dropped three episodes right off the bat, uh, and then they're going to drop maybe weekly or maybe three in a week. I don't know, but we're going to get more within the next few days. I think they realized that the first episode was not very good, mm-hmm. and they were like, "We can't just drop one." They're like, two and three are better. We should put those out there too." Yeah, and I, three was the best. I think it was very smart. I think it was too, which makes me wonder if four is a step down Could be. or what's going to happen. But I, if they I'm had only, into it, if they had only released episode one, I don't think I would have watched two and three. I would have. I, I don't think I would have. you know who I am. I don't think I would have until I came back to the podcast and you said, actually, two and three you were sh- better. You should, yeah, yeah. Then I would have. Because it was like, one was um, not cringy, but it didn't look as good for some reason. Um, I, I don't know. Texting you guys, it felt like a Xena, mm-hmm. you know, or Yeah, Hercules. you were really negative about it right away. I, was I like, didn't oh, like it. no. It felt very campy mm-hmm. and poorly acted, but, you know... At some sometimes, like first episode of stuff, like they're trying to find their footing. That the editing isn't quite, you know what I mean. They're like they're like trying to piece this stuff together and, and get it started. They're trying and, to and make you instantly care about a world you know you know nothing about. I mean, you nothing. don't know these people. You don't know the different types of magic. You don't know the different factions and history and who's and the bad just, guys and who's the good yeah, guys and where they're coming or do from. Do you even and, care? Right. So um, I get that. I get how it could be tough. 
And this show, um, already I can just tell, is not going to lean into a political intrigue. So they weren't really able to have, you know, political conversations, which already, like, right away could be interesting. Like, okay, this group of people is talking shit about this group of people. That's interesting. There's not really that. It's It seems to be more fantasy where it's like, all right, these are the good guys. You don't really have to doubt them. You know, they all know their history. They came from this town and they don't have this long, like, powerful family. They're just magic. Maybe some of them is magically powerful. And then these are the bad guys. And they're, you know, they're bad because they're giant, like, goat orc animals that eat each other and people. Well, that's pretty clear cut. Um, it's just not going to be as nuanced, I think. But by the end of the third episode, I was like, okay, they're actually opening up some mysteries here that I want to know more about. I was hooked. Yeah, I was pretty hooked. I'm, like, pretty psyched for four. Um, it was weird for them to take Rosamund Pike, who's, like, the biggest star. She doesn't do TV. She only does, like, you know, a movie every other year that then is, like, always nominated. She's, like, a big actress. Very right? selective. Huge get. Yeah. And then, like, have her be central to the first episode and then get absolutely sidelined for, like, two episodes. Like, I won't say why, but she's just, like, out of it, okay? She's yeah. just injured or whatever. And then I'm like, damn, they're really giving these other, I guess, actors a chance to you know, stake their claim here. I think it worked. It kind of did, I guess. It made me care more about him, but I missed her. Yeah, but I don't, you know, it's not about her. So I don't want to get into the plot, but right. like it, the pacing in the first episode was weird and then it like crescendoed insanely quickly. Yeah. Um, two and three had a lot more of the like getting to know the characters, their intentions, um, their backgrounds, their beliefs. Um, and I, I agree with you. This is not going to be Game of Thrones esque where they're it's really about the people and mm. like magic and stuff and all that is like a side story yeah this is like a fantasy world building epic right and you can feel that where people's kind of, mastery of magic is important and yeah. and you can feel that like kind of building and i'm hoping it's really tough to do with multiple threads but that's the wheel of time right so mm-hmm. um i'm lukewarm on some of the actors and actresses so far um but Overall, I've been enjoying it. Yeah, I, like it's not it's not as serious as Game of Thrones, but there's some serious shit that happens. It's very gory. Yeah, it can. Isn't be. that weird? There's like a lot of guts, a lot of guts ripped out. But it's like sparingly. Yeah, it is you sparingly, know? but it's shocking it when is. it happens. And I, I guess that's probably good. Um, you know, if for an adult audience, it's like, all right, look, this is how serious and real this world can get. These characters should be scared when these. You know, well, yeah, you're, orc trollocs. I guess they're trollocs in this, yeah. not orcs. Um, they're they're trying to establish who to fear and who not to fear, right? And, and they're using that as a tool. So yeah, overall, I would I would give episode one like a fifty one, okay, on Rotten Tomatoes, and then two and three like in the mid eighties. Yeah, me like, too. It, I, I think it I think it ramped up significantly. And again, if they hadn't dropped those two episodes, you might I would, be I would have been done. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not going to say I'm disappointed because I was very, very excited. And then the trailers lowered my expectations to this level. And now I'm just like along for the ride. I so think the I'm trailers the, did. It's the definitely sh- a wreck for these first three, wouldn't you say? Agreed. Just go try it. I think the trailer did a great service to setting the proper expectations. <laughs> there you go. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that if you thought this was going to be like better than Game of Thrones season five, right out of the gate, let's temper that, mm-hmm. right? And let's think realistically about what this show can be. So quick, let's just try to rank some of these big recent uh, fantasy shows. Game of Thrones, put them at the top. Yeah. That's cool. It has to be. <clears throat> so then we got what? We got Witcher. We got, um, let's do Fang and Bone. Shadow and Bone. Shadow and Bone. Thank you. And then let's do Golden Compass or His Dark Materials in there. Okay. So I think only after three, it goes Game of Thrones, and then His Dark Materials edges out. Um, it's hard to remember all this shit after drinking like three beers, but... Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time. <laughs> by like a little bit, and we'll see. Shadow and Bone. And then Witcher's below oh, that. Witcher and then Shadow and Bone. And Shadow and Bone's at the bottom. Thank you. Yeah. I, I think I agree with your ranking 100%. 100%. Okay. And, and the biggest gap... Um, not seeing this show yet. The biggest gap to me is definitely between Game of Thrones and <laughs> <laughs> number two, uh, His, His Dark, Dark Materials. Yeah. It's a giant gap, isn't it? <laughs> Let's hope yeah. Amazon comes out with Lord of the Rings and just jumps right in that number two spot with a bullet. That's what we all need. All right, Jim, you watched uh, the beginning of Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, it's a Netflix show adapted from like a We've very famous like anime. We've talked about times. it a million times. 
it's uh, probably not very good. And I think that, you know, I wanted to disagree with the reviewers. I wanted to like it. Uh, I like John Cho. I wanted him to be great. He's pretty good. He's got a lot of charisma. The rest of the show is not very good. I've only watched almost one episode, and I'm already like might not watch more. So if I do, I'll let you know. But it's eh, sucks. Too bad. So we've been recording in Eric's basement for a while. We had a you know a gap in there where we were doing Squadcast. Mm-hmm. You were very excited about the show back when we used to record upstairs in his kitchen. When it really? was first announced. Oh, my God. I remember that very succinctly. It's so funny how these things, we, we wait and wait and wait, and then they finally And hit. now you're at like 40 minutes into episode one and be like, I might not finish it. I know. <laughs> I might not go to episode two. Yeah. I know. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. Yeah. Sucks. All right, Ryan, your big show right now is Arcane. Sell us again. It's just incredible. I, I, I don't know how else to say it. Like this, So they did it. They They broke the show up into three acts. So there's three episodes, three episodes, three episodes. And- you can definitely tell the difference between Act One and Two. Mm-hmm. There's, and I'm in the middle of Two right now. There's just not as you know, much. Finished. There's not as much of a like paradigm shift between Act Two and Three. It kind of it's, okay. it's very like seamless in All that right. regard. Um, this I I don't pitch animated shows on this podcast at all yeah i did i don't watch them very often Mm -hmm. in real life i have little to no expectations when someone's like well it's an animated show i'm like immediately like okay my rotten tomato score so it can be a little worse and people will still like it (laughs) that group that likes it will still like it it's like a horror movie right yes it's like "Eh, it might not be that good but people will still watch it i'll still watch it yeah i get it so this is one of my favorite shows of the year and it's not even close like this is this is a top tier show mm-hmm. and it's so intense and it's a little bit like Game of Thrones in that don't love a lot of characters. Yeah. You know, because I mean, a lot of flawed characters, a lot of stuff going on. Um, there, There is some good politics in yeah. this. There's there's a lot of good like power grabs and maneuvering for, you know, high positions within, you know, city council and stuff like that. And it's fun. It's dark. It's well written. Um, the pacing is good. Really good voice acting. Really good voice acting. There's there's really good like action scenes. It, it's fantastic. Like it reminds me of like why I enjoyed like X Men as a kid. That you know we talked about that last week. They're rebooting, you know the X Men cartoons. Like it has that level of anticipation for me. Like when Friday morning or sorry Saturday morning at like nine o'clock and you heard that like that mm-hmm. that feeling. When I'm firing up Netflix to turn on Arcane, like except I for have this that. is an Imagine Dragons intro song. Uh. <laughs> Actually, it works, and I don't hate it. Okay, and it, there's the skip button if you need. <laughs> there's always the so, skip button. I do have a question. We've talked about this before, and I'll let you finish your Arcane take. But real quickly, uh, I'm done. What is a like? You can skip the songs of every show now. What are the shows that you don't skip the song on? Succession. I succession. I, I still easy. skip that one now. I, I but I like it, and I've actually what? been I've been compiling a list of my favorite intros, uh-huh. and we may get to that someday. Number one skipper for me is the Office theme song. Oh, you that, hate that one? Instantaneous. <laughs> skip. Oh wow, yeah. I think that's a classic. I mean, it's too long. Yeah. Um, my my number one skip is Ted Lasso. It's such a bad song. Like oh I like actually God. like scramble for the remote to make sure that I, I don't can't miss the turn it off fast enough. Yeah, it's could not. If I be see him worse. sitting in the bleachers, I I went too long. Yep, that's so funny. Um, this is a huge show. I've watched it as well. I think it's really brilliant. It's it's dark. It's mysterious. The art style is incredible. Um, every character looks perfect. It reminds me of like, and I didn't even play this game, but it was like Bioshock. Oh, yeah. When he was, Huge it's like a Bioshock steampunk, vibes. right? Yeah. So like yep. Bioshock, Shock, especially the second one where he was, they were like in the sky city. It looks a that lot. Was, that was Bioshock Infinite. That was the that third. That was probably one. like the fourth. I don't even so fucking know. the third. Know. Third one. Okay. Um, and it's my, my favorite video game of all time. Fun fact. Really? Yeah. Well, so there could be some crossover here. It looks a little bit like that. Um, but like the characters continue to surprise me. It feels like it's going to be one note. Because it's animated. So you think a character is going to be very one-dimensional. Well, this is an animated show. This character is the tough guy that always does this. And then they fucking subvert and subvert and surprise you and untrope. Um, I think it's really cool. I think it's... I would never have given it a chance if you hadn't brought it to the pod. So thank you, Ryan. I think it's a wreck. All right, guys. You guys also... Uh, well, at least, Jim, you did. Watched Red Notice, the new movie with Gal Gadot, Ryan Reynolds, and The Rock. Yeah. It's on here, Netflix, here, right? I'll go, I'll go first, and then you can give your take. <laughs> I watched 20 minutes and rolled my eyes probably 10 times mm-hmm. and clicked the 
the big X in the top left part of the screen and was like, nope, that's enough. You know, I end up watching stuff like this just out of curiosity. If it's big enough and enough stars are in it, enough money went into it, I end up like just watching it to see maybe how bad it is or how silly it gets or what decisions were made at what times, just out of curiosity. And I did that with this and I thought it was like, you know, bad. It was bad for sure. Like it wasn't even, it, it wasn't even so bad. It was good. Uh, no, no. Can't it even was, be in that there was definitely a few moments that I laughed just because Ryan Reynolds and the rock together, like will make you laugh at some point. Like they are just very charismatic people. True. Um, and they're working with almost nothing. This is an absolute mail in payday for them. Yes. They don't give a fuck about this movie. You could tell that in the first five minutes. And the fu- the funniest thing is like I watched it because like I I was going to turn it off and then I kept watching. And two minutes later, wouldn't you know it, The Rock was back in the jungle. And I just thought it was so funny. <laughs> and I laughed to myself. I was like, I couldn't believe it. They're like, yep, we're going to South America. And then there he is in his like very short sleeve adventure shirt with the pockets and the and one sunglasses. button down right yep. to mid chest. I mean, he looked exactly like he has in every other single movie and it was so funny to me and Jumanji, that's why i finished it jumanji and he jungle just was cruise. jungle cruise and yeah. he did you know the rundown and yeah. i mean there's there's almost no movies where he doesn't end up in the jungle <laughs> it's very um, few it's so funny so anyways it's not a wreck it's a skip, uh, skip. if you just want to watch it to like have a couple laughs go ahead um not a great movie i think i'm gonna skip it yeah you should there we go <gasps> This is such a banger song. <laughs> All right, guys, here we go. We are starting our holiday rewatch, which is chosen by you guys, called Merry Rewatch, you filthy animal. Thank you for uh, helping us name that. This is an electric song, though. It's so good. And it leads us into our first one in the rewatch, yes! which is Home Alone. Home Alone. God, is this a fucking great movie. I don't care what time of year it is. <sighs> Home Alone... We're gonna st- we're gonna st- stray away from um, the. We're not gonna go plot, plot. point. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen s- it. We know we've seen. You've it. seen it. We've seen it. We've all seen it. Everyone has watched Home Alone probably like thirty times. Like I don't know if there's a movie that people have watched more than this. I don't know if there's a movie I've watched more than. I this. watched it thirty times when I got the VHS tape on Christmas Day. Thirty times between Christmas and New Year. <laughs> this movie held like the box office record for like. 20 years it was like a really really long time just slayed so this movie is what 30 years old something like that i would guess at least yeah 30 years old we'll say and i'm trying to think of like how old macaulay culkin looks <laughs> that's like my well, measure don't that's not a good metric like, yeah how old were you li- when you lived a it? rough life yeah macaulay culkin looks like he's 50 so right and he's probably 42 or something um, but it's dude. from 1990, so this is 31 years. Of there you okay, go. perfect. So this is uh, truly one of the gems of of movies all time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's like the most rewatchable movie ever, and so rewatching this was really easy. Uh, the worst part about it is that I know most of the lines and most of the things are going to happen. You're literally reciting the movie in your head as yeah. it's going on. As it's going yeah. on, I'm like, yep, yep, here he goes. Wasn't He's a lot say of this. surprises, but did not disappoint. Oop, Fuller, here he is. Fuller, wink, drinking the Pepsi. Oop, pushed chair into his face it's like you know the whole damn movie um but <laughs> uncle frank what a dick what an yeah. irredeemable asshole i i can't forgive the family and the parents for leaving this kid home i still can't i can't forgive that it almost like when they when they got back or when she like the mom got back Catherine o'hare comes back it's like a really sweet moment and then as soon as the the rest of the family comes in i'm like fuck, fuck all, all these people, people. Yeah, they're them. like laughing and joking they still don't know if the kid is dead, alive, yeah. and they're like, just like, Kevin, you did pretty you well, You fell asleep bud. on the... Th- 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 like, I hated all of them so Kevin, much. you ate the ice cream? What a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> My room! <laughs> you bitch. Yeah, Buzz was all pissed. Fuck I, Buzz. I think that this is the greatest child acting performance of all time. Uh, yeah. He's just... It's iconic. I mean, it's perfect. He's flawless. He's just unbelievable. You know, somehow, like... He did so many scenes by himself. Literally was in a house by himself. I mean, for a lot of it. And it's like, dude, if he hadn't been natural with talking to himself, Mm -hmm. what do you do? You have a voiceover in his head. He's thinking things. I mean, he made that work and not a lot of people can do that. 
No, it's it's, it's an absolute made, classic. And, and yeah, they made Tom Hanks talk to a fucking volleyball because they needed dialogue in a movie. So right. like it happens. And the thing is, is that it's so well done. Um, did you guys ever watch the documentary on this movie? I haven't. It's like it's really good. I don't I don't remember exactly what it's on. I think it's on Netflix. Okay. And it's worth a watch. It's really cool. It shows you how they built this house, the inside of the house they built in a high school gym. Some of it. Yeah, like the inside part of it. Well, I read something today that said like most of the the scenes in like the kitchen and stuff were from that house and like the landing, sure, all that stuff was was in there. But, but yeah, they a built lot of it. they built a lot of stuff in this like high school gym and they were did a lot of it there. Yeah, they had no money to do this movie. They had like ten million dollars or something, and then they went back to the people and were like, "We need more money," and they were like, "Fine, you can have twelve or something." And then they were like. Okay, well, we need more. We're going to have to shut down. And they got to a point where, like, they told everyone and they were fired. Really? And then, like... That's surprising because this is after, like, Uncle Buck and John Hughes had had quite a, you know, nice career. Yeah, nice track record to that point. It is, like, dead. And they somehow revive it, turn it into one of the great movies of all time. And... I mean, it's a movie we're rewatching like yeah. gleefully. Thirty now. years later, I know. Yeah. As Thirty adults, years later, it's as like, fucking thirty-five-year-old like a... people. Um, I think the maybe the number one thing, even above Macaulay Culkin. Now, nah, Macaulay Culkin won. Number two is the music, dude. <laughs> the soundtrack, like yeah. from the very the beginning, is originally is composed music for the film. That's just like hooks you in, and it's called. You know, they play it over this Home Alone that they keep the home up, they keep the title up, and then they show the f- most full home ever. And you're like, yeah. all right, this is going to be already interesting to me. And, and it was, and it was fun fact, John Williams. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Tearing it off. Star just, Wars. I mean, you know what iconic. I mean? Like, he's he's got a million hits. So this movie starts out with this huge family, this hectic situation, and a sketchy police officer, Lil Nero's Pizza Company, and Lil Nero's love it. Um, obviously, Kevin is like kind of an asshole kid. Like, let's be serious. Yeah, he kind of was an asshole, um, but. He's also just a kid. Okay, so he's eight. My kid Billy is eight. Um, I don't think Billy could hang like he did. No, not even fucking close. But well, I would be curious to see what he does Billow's, for Bill, four days or whatever. Billy's also not the youngest of like six kids, right? With and, like eight other cousins. And Billy you know also I mean? yeah. didn't wish that his family disappeared. Yeah, right, right, right. Because, but I mean, his family was being so fucking mean. Um, to him, like I just can't forgive that every single interaction he has with like a family look what you did, like, you little jerk! Like you're a fucking little prick, you stupid fuck. Yeah, and Kevin, like, uh-huh. you're fucking terrible. You're with the French call, whatever. Les incompetents. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like everyone's just killing this kid. The yeah. adults even are. I know. I hate Uncle Frank to this oh, day. Uncle Frank. How about him being Stealing like a the... cheap ass in the plane and just just unforgivable? They made Kevin sleep in the attic. Yeah. Terrible. I know. He kicked him out of his own room. Terrible. And then, like, why did they put Fuller in the attic? He pees the bed. Like, let's exactly. be serious. Let's be serious. Fuller was probably too scared, and they're like, "Dude, Fuller." If Kevin's mom wasn't such a shit mom, <laughs> little little Roman Ro- Roman Roy, yeah, yeah, so cute. If 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 Kevin's mom wasn't such a shit mom, she would have beat the shit out of her niece mm-hmm. for fucking miscounting. I know. I know that. And then, like, but how about the dad when, like, the uncle is in the room and goes, "You little jerk." Yeah. And then his dad just looks down like, what a pussy. Yeah. I would turn to that if, okay, Eric, you're yeah. my, br- I don't know if, I don't know whose brother it was. Okay. <laughs> was it Catherine O'Hara's? Was it his? You turn and say, shut the fuck up. Don't yeah. you ever talk to my kid like that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He is a jerk, but you know what? You're a piece of shit. I don't know. Like you just don't let it fly. Well, and what he did, it was an accident. Like he well, spilled the Pepsi. He, he, he rammed the he you know he pushed buzz yeah because buzz was being a dickhead but they didn't see that right so like whatever but it's irrelevant it is it totally is he's a kid he's eight years old okay we've so established that kevin we is, hate the family yeah. so hard so next thing we need to talk about is joe pesci and daniel stern who are so masterfully cast in yeah. this harry as, and marv as the wet bandits harry and marv they're so perfect they are just love even the scenes of them which are usually like you go to the bad guys and your main character isn't there, you don't care. You're done. And and like, let's be serious. These are cheesy ass, poorly written villains. A hundred percent. Who are like just good because they absolutely owned these characters. Yeah. Yeah. They just turned into them. All of their dumb slapstick stuff worked for me. It's like the two stooges. Yeah. Essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I and like it. Joe Pesci had had just done like Goodfellas and Casino and My cousin beat Vinny. people with bats and like he had never done a family movie at all. In fact, I read that he like 
could not stop like swearing and he even like during rehearsal <laughs> during the scene where he like pinned um finally got kevin and pushed him up against the wall he like bit his finger hard enough that he was the kid was bleeding and they're like oh my god and he like wouldn't be in the same room with them because he wanted him to actually be scared of him this poor kid <laughs> this poor kid macaulay dude no wonder he got fucked for like 30 years 25 I- Okay, so oh. anyways, these the wet bandits are great. They're great, you know. But the whole story about the guy with the salt and the killing of his family, and then you get the old man. Uh, what was his? I forget. It. You old. get the church scene like in this critical moment where he kind of knows, like, yeah, he's he's gonna have this like attack on his house, mm-hmm. and he wants to defend his house and his family, and so he has this great moment. As they leave the church, he hears this whole heartfelt story about how this guy was afraid and that even grownups can be afraid sometimes. Mm -hmm. And like, I thought it was such a great, pure, beautiful message and moment that leads into like the greatest montage in movie history. It's just as good as any. I mean, it's up there with it's it's A and B, the Rocky montage and this. Yeah. He's prepping all these things. He's doing odd things. You don't know what the fuck he's doing. He's spreading like sticky glue on some fucking shrink wrap. You have no idea. When he rolled out the blueprint. Yes. It gives you like goosebumps every time. Yeah. I mean, he runs back and the it's fucking epic. And he's like carefully setting the getting chills. The spiky Christmas earlier today when I watched it, the spiky Christmas ornaments under the window Mm -hmm. and he's got the nail and he's got all this stuff rigged up and you're like, what's he going to do? I, on- I like it too because when these things actually start hitting, they're like more realistic than than you think. Like in the second one, he's like hitting them off the top of a skyscraper with like a brick. They'd be dead, and instantly. you're like, yeah. well, their head would just be caved in. But like in this one, they're just like stepping in sticky stuff. It and really like on rides ice. a line between like absolutely punishing and like <laughs> yeah, and they live through. I mean, yeah, like I mean, some of them. Like, which do you think is, like, the most devastating one? I like, think the most devastating one... The, the paint one, cans? I actually think the paint can was probably the worst one, and the second as worst as one... as far as, like, might kill him? ...was grabbing the fucking doorknob. Ooh. Which yeah, would, like, doorknob? ruin your hand for the I rest think, of your like, life. I think, like, getting the hair burned off your scalp would might actually kill the damn bone under... I don't know, man. You I might just be think that, like... That. I think that, like, if you survived the burn on your head, it would suck, but, like, having your main palm first degree burn so badly <laughs> that it has an m like has an is his skin is like sloughing off <laughs> is a fucking like remember issue. when the dad found the gold tooth why yeah. did he not find pieces of these men's bodies around the fucking oh no that's not true the worst one by far is the dude stepping on the nail uh that's just the like grossest visually uh, yeah. i mean you would do that and like you would pick your foot up and you'd continue to yeah, try to rob the house emily but... blunt about that did that happen Didn't they, like get her kid killed or something oh god yeah well and that movie. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, I thought you were saying like in real life, like <laughs> no, no, anyway, no, no, in whatever the quiet that movie was. Um, all right, so here's what I'll say, guys. Okay. This movie, we've all seen it. We all know the whole story of it. It's great, amazing ending. It's like great for children. It's great for adults. You could watch it at any age and enjoy this movie. Yeah, and it's probably one of the most rewatchable things that's ever been made. And I have to tell you guys, I was thinking what I wanted to say and what I wanted to talk about. Mm. And the one thing I always think is like. I'm cool with stories being remade like all the time. Like good movies should be remade. And like The Princess Bride to me is like a 99. And if they announced right now that like some big director in studio was going to redo Princess Bride, I would be really excited because it wouldn't have like um, gymnastic mats and like, you know, sets that are the horizon, you know, like they could make it into something that was just incredible. And so I, I kind of... The Princess Bride is untouchable for me. No, but like my point is kind of like, I, I kind of believe in like keep telling the, the great stories and keep adding on to the great stories because they're great and we want every generation to enjoy them. Okay, fair. And and so I, I kind of believe like if something is so, if a story is so great, I don't want it to ever go away because we're afraid to touch it again. Mm-hmm. And I think that Home Alone is like the only movie that I'd be like, nah, dude, you can't remake Home Alone because nothing could make it better. It's that good. It's so perfect. It's so timeless. Even though there's no cell phones in this, I didn't think about cell phones or the internet or anything one time. They did a pretty good job of like, you know, when they're busy and they're packing up, the, the phone guy's there. He's like, hey, you, you, you cable, your, your phone's going to be out for three, four days. And they're like, whatever. We don't care. We're leaving. Like, they planted the seeds. They made it work. They made it work. It was, it was great. And so... 
to me, I think this is one of the, the most, if not the most timeless movie that I've ever seen. And it is just so rewatchable and it's just so well done. And it's crazy that, I mean, I'm sure Macaulay Culkin has lived a really charmed and great life because he did this, but it's crazy to me that he didn't really do anything else. He did The Good Son after that, and I think it's been mostly downhill since then. He did the, what was his band called? Uh, Pizza Viking Party, Pizza, (laughs) something with pizza. And he was friends with Harmar when Harmar was not a good person. Now he seems to be, so that's good. Um, Yeah, I don't know. So I just, apparently... And this was like, if you if you were in a, a grown-up, I think, in the 90s, you would really have known all this, but his family turned out to be, like, really horrible people. So his parents were, you know, not even, never married at the time, and they fought over his money cr- like crazy. They were, like, constantly in big legal battles over his money, you know? So he just had it rough. Like, like just as bad as all those child star stuff gets, it was just as bad for him. So, yeah, I mean... I'm glad that he seems healthy. Like he was like modeling for Gucci. He looked fantastic the other day. I don't know. He was in uh, the Pizza Underground. Okay, there you go. Um, you nailed it with the pizza, though. Yeah, pizza, that's pizza. The, that's the most important part. I think Pizzagate kind of shadowed the Pizza Underground at some point. Yeah, pop culture wise. I mean, overall though, this is this is like the Christmas movie. It's. I think it's it's probably number one. Um, I think it's a great place to start for our rewatch. I I am curious to watch number two next week. That's what we're doing, right? Yeah, and I think that number two is like good, but it's like bad by comparison. I think it's a huge thing. step down, but I just haven't seen it nearly as many times. That's why I'm excited to see it, to see how it compares. It is good. Just to see something different. It's good, but it's just bad by comparison. It's just like you made one of the all-time great movies, and it's a tough act to follow, especially with a child actor. Yeah. And how do you leave him home alone again? <laughs> and then they had a lot of trouble figuring that out, I think. Yeah. But yeah, it's hard to replicate the magic of it. Uh, what's your Rotten Tomato score for this movie? 98. Very strong. I was going to say 97. Yeah, I'll go 97 as well. Wow. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> we've never rated what, a movie so high. What, no, <laughs> we've never consensed this high before. What's the, what are the flaws? I mean, There's want, really not. Yeah, if it's you like, want to like, nitpick. Uh, pacing, music, acting, writing, it's just great. I mean, it's just a great movie, and everyone loves it. I just don't know how many movies there are ever that a person of any age could enjoy. 100%. Like any aged person could enjoy this and will enjoy this. They will think it's funny. They'll think it's heartwarming. They'll think it's just everything. Like it's it's just one of the perfect movies and stories. And I don't say that lightly. Like I don't think I'm like just pumping this up. Like it is the most rewatchable movie of all time. And that's just like a fact. Who yeah. do you think was the better villain, Harry or Marv? Um, who is more important, Harry? No, no. Who's, who's the better villain? I think Marv. I mean, Marv, I think, was the driver, was like maybe yeah. the true evil there. Yeah. But by the way, as I get older and I watch it as I'm, you know, get older and I'm a homeowner, it's it's Marv. Who's wait? Who's the guy that, that does the wet bandit stuff? That's Marv. That's Marv. Marv is Daniel Stern. Okay. Harry is Joe. Then, dude, you can't be flooding people's houses. That's just hurts <laughs> deep now. I'm like, oh, God. Not only did rob you rob my me, shit, take, but take whatever you want. I'm already going to do a homeowner's claim, but like, don't make me live in a hotel. Maybe like tear down the fucking oh, house. Oh, my God. I got to call Service Master. Now, Jeez, like, Serve Pro's coming in serve here. Serve Pro, yeah. Dude, I don't want this to happen. So that's pretty evil, although he seems like the one that's like, let's not maybe kill the kid. I. Let's not kill a child or not even go in there because he's, you know. I just want you to know that my uh, a friend from work, um, he had he went to Target with his family. And right before they went to Target, his son was playing um, car wash in the sink in the bathroom. And when they came home like an hour and a half later from Target, mm-hmm. they came home and the kid had not turned the sink off, but he had plugged the little emergency thing. Because for whatever reason, yeah. for his game. And when they came home, he said that water was coming down the carpeted stairs. Oh, Jesus. And that water was spraying out of the oh. can lights. <laughs> oh, my God. And, co- and he said that it cost like $40,000 of damage. <laughs> I, I feel like that's low. Like, I was expecting, yeah. like, uh, we had to gut the whole inside. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. So that's, that's what epic. the fucking wet bandits would do to you. So we yeah, love... Well, but see, they, they flooded, like, the main level or like a basement drain mm-hmm. or a basement sink yeah so that, um, that wasn't too bad but yeah it's brutal um 
it, you know, the movie gets really intense there for a little bit, oh, a little bit too intense it? for, I think, some small kids, although I was, I probably watched it right away, and I was four or five when it came out, so, um, oh, also, what a I'm, classic, what I'm, an all-time fucking classic. I'm changing my answer on the worst one, and it's the tarantula bite to the nose. Oh, really? Did He didn't get bit in the nose, did he? With oh, it? yeah. I feel okay. like that's, I mean, he wouldn't scream just from it being on him. I think it right. bit him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, did you know that he, the Daniel Stern actually did that, uh, you know, put the thing on his face, but they dubbed in the scream so it wouldn't startle the actual tarantula. Mm, smart. Dubbed in the scream, mm, like so that. he did the acting, and then they voiced it in later. Uh, what a fucking classic, you guys. It's a classic. What it's, a way to start out our rewatch, Filthy Animals. Nothing's going to touch this, but yeah. So, guys, that's it. That's all the time we have. Go back, check out our sports cast. We celebrated a big Vikings victory over their bitter rivals, the Green Bay Packers. But all in all, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. We're thankful for you on this Thanksgiving week. Enjoy some time with your family. Bring up the Nordies podcast if you can. And until next week, we will talk to you guys. And uh, it's just from your friends, the Nordies podcast, here on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.